there, there's a romanticized notion of stories and storytelling that is um, a, a romanticized version of how Africans tell stories. And one that was also new to me because I grew up wanting to be, um, wanting a life around a, a campfire, you know, a village fire. But most of our stories came from the television. <laughs> Because, and, and this, is a this is a tragedy of colonial um, interruptions, you see, that, um, that our life, I grew up in the wake of um, colonial departures and grew up in the city and in a family as you would expect a family to be in any other part of the world, tragically. Um, I did hear storytelling traditions there where the griot will travel across the land. The griot is the, uh, the storyteller. Right. Uh, the town crier would travel across the land, you know, screaming instructions from the palace. And we heard all those stories, but we heard them mostly from the television. Now there's nothing wrong about that. There's nothing bad about that, but there was a sense of loss that attended my growing up into a world of story. Um, there were occasions when the snatching away of electricity became, you know, the spark uh, that would that would initiate, you know, a storytelling moment with an uncle or an aunt. But those were few and rare. Um, I grew up into story and meeting story as an old friend, like an old friend that should that I should have had a lengthy relationship with, uh, with mm -hmm. but was getting to meet as a stranger, if you will. And, um, and I've been simultaneously touched by all that I've lost as a result, but also enjoying the worlds that are now beckoning, you know, the world of Ijakwa, the Turtis, the worlds of Shongo and Eshu. You know, these are worlds that were pushed behind, you know, the imperatives of modernization, the imperatives of rapid industrializations, the imperatives of catching up with America or, or the United Kingdom. Um, now I can enjoy those stories without seeing it through the prisms of uh, Christianity, for instance. Mm -hmm. 